Hi, welcome to Responsibly Authentic, the podcast about digging into our emotions with biblical truths. Thank you for joining us. My name is Christine, and I am your host. I am a wife, mother, daughter, and friend. I've struggled with my emotions over the years, both controlling my emotions and taking responsibility for my emotions. I started to write my own Bible study to dig deeper, and now I want to share it. The format of our podcast will always be the same. We have a weekly emotion that we focus on and a weekly reading taking us through the Bible in one year. The website is responsiblyauthentic.com. As well, our Instagram and Facebook can be found at the handle responsiblyauthentic. This is week number 16, which is published on April 18th, 2001. Our emotion this week is antagonistic. This week we are reading through 1 Kings 8 through 2 Kings 3. Again, we are reading through 1 Kings 8 through 2 Kings 3. And our verse this week is 1 Kings 21.7. In order to understand more about what antagonistic means, this is an adjective. It means acting in opposition or hostile or unfriendly. And in order to really understand the emotion better, we want to look at some similar words, which are combative, hostile, unfriendly, and imical. Each week, we will follow the same format. We will start with a prayer. We will do an emotional deep dive. And this is where I share something about myself and I get very vulnerable with you. From there, we go into the study and our homework to further understand how we can get to the root of our emotions. And then we follow that with our final prayer. Father God, walk with me today to uncover why my insecurity raises its head and becomes my voice. Help me dig down to find the source. Give me your love and acceptance and give me wings so that my life can find peace the peace that you want in my life, Lord. Amen. I'm going to share something that's very personal for me and where I really struggle with this emotion. Sometimes this can be embarrassing as it robs me of a life that I enjoy or a life that I can say that I'm proud of. Antagonistic, combative, yes, that's definitely me. Not afraid of confrontation? Nope, I'm all in. Standing my ground? Absolutely. Is this a bad thing? Aren't we raising our children to stick up for themselves? Some of us feel like we've been fighting our entire lives for our rights, for our desires, for anything and everything. But when does the fight for survival or rights go beyond fighting for and turn into fighting against? As I've gotten older, the fighting feels more personal, more ego-driven rather than survival, more of a one-upping someone, more competitive, more as something to prove. No one tells me that I'm less than when they disagree with me, yet I take it as a personal attack and I immediately fight back. I become combative, antagonistic, and yes, sometimes hostile. My actions are more ego-driven. What within me, someone who thinks their self-worth is strong, is so insecure that I take a challenge as a personal threat? So this is where I struggle. 
But now I'd like to provide a pause in the podcast so that you can think through your authentic truth. Go ahead and press pause and when you're ready to begin again, just press play. Welcome back. We're going to dive into the study. At some point during the week, please do read through the chapters. This is going to give you a basis of what the study is about. We're going to dig into that motion and see what God says. What does the Bible say about this behavior or emotion? What do we need to do to correct it? Or sometimes we need to find out what's really under that emotion. There's that top layer emotion that comes out and then there's a bottom layer emotion. So let's dive into the study. Never enough, never satisfied. Many of the kings of Israel and Judah were combative. Ahab was always in a state of battle, as was his wife Jezebel. Jezebel took it as her mission to fight the battles of her husband. Jezebel almost diminished her husband's power in claiming her right to implant her gods, Baal. Jezebel was never satisfied. In 1 Kings 21, we see Ahab trying to bargain with Naboth to take over his vineyard. For some reason, Ahab saw Naboth's vineyard as prime land for his vegetable garden. Ahab negotiated with Nahab. Naboth offering him in return better land and payment. But Naboth followed God's commands, which was to not sell the land, Naboth's inheritance. Ahab went home pouting and feeling that as a king, he should be honored. He refused to eat and faced the wall somewhat like a toddler. Jezebel, noticing this behavior, asked what the matter was, and Ahab told her. Jezebel diminished Ahab, mocking him. Are you the king of Israel or not? Then, as women can do, she gets up and decides, if my husband cannot stand up for himself, I guess I'll do it. This act, this ego-driven act of Jezebel does a few things. Number one, it debases her husband's power. Two, she oversteps and steps into the king's shoes. And three, she humiliated her husband by diminishing his feelings. Jezebel's act is to write letters in Ahab's name using the seal and hatches a plan to get Naboth killed as a way to take his land and get revenge for his saying no to the king. I will not say that I've done anything as rash as Jezebel trying to get another man killed, but they lived in harsher times where lives were lost more than the norm of today due to war, famine, and the like. Today, our wars with words and actions and one-upping someone, our desire to get back at someone is sometimes just as devastating. We go to war on social media, we gossip, say ugly things, plot and scheme. But why did Jezebel do these things? Why do we do these things? Why do we feel so wronged even when there's no desire for a wrong against us? Nahab did no wrong to King Ahab. He simply said, no, I'm keeping my inheritance. King Ahab felt wronged, like his position was disrespected. King Ahab felt his feelings by isolating himself and not eating. On the other hand, Jezebel felt wronged, not by something done to her, but by something done to her husband. Her ego was struck and she felt ashamed for her husband. Instead of letting him fight his own battles, she picked up the sword, told him to get out of the way, looked down on him with shame and disgust, and fought his battle for him. Okay, wow. Wife and mother, I've done both these things. 
I'm not letting my kids fight their own battles. Yep, I've done that. Talking to the teacher instead of coaching my kids to advocate for themselves. Yep, I've done that too. Talking over my husband when disciplining the kids because, quotation marks, he's not doing it right. Yep, been there too. And that's not all. Feeling wronged, passed over, feeling like a victim. Yes, I've done all that. These feelings take place when our ego is not in check. Ego, the one who tells us we are better, more powerful than others. The ego victimizes us and looks at everything as a personal attack. Oh, that's hard to hear and even more difficult to write and say out loud. I am the ego-driven Jezebel. I'm her and she is me. So how do I realize this, recognize it, and then release it? So at this time, I'm going to stop and pause for a bit. This is your chance to take any notes from what you heard or just think through what you just heard. Go ahead and press pause, and when you're ready to begin again, just push play. Welcome back. We always want to do a bit of homework to understand where these feelings, this emotion is coming from. Our homework this week is to look at times where you felt wronged. Journal about it and feel those feelings, the scorn, the betrayal, the sadness, the anger, Look inward and ask five, how does that make you feel? So you say the issue that you're dealing with, and then you ask yourself, how does that make you feel? And provide an answer. Then you do that five more times. Because by asking how does that make you feel and providing the answer, by the fifth time you should really get down to that root cause of why you're feeling the way you're feeling. For example, you might have anger as your first response and that's the top response but when you get down to it that might not be the real emotion that's just the top level emotion the real emotion might be that you felt betrayed and that's how you get to the root cause by doing the five how does that make you feel i'd like to say one thing before we go into our final prayer i'm not a counselor or therapist and i'm not licensed in any way I'm simply someone that discovered my emotions were taking over and taking control of my life. If you need to reach out to someone, please reach out to a therapist or counselor who can help you or guide you through it. Just remember, we are not in this alone. You can reach out to me at any time at contact at responsiblyauthentic.com or on our website. You are not alone in this. You are enough and you are at the right place at the right time to be learning the lessons that you're learning today. Life is not easy. Just know that you have support. Father God, this week was a stern look at myself and my behavior. Lord, help me stop and recognize these behaviors. Give me the strength to overcome my ego-driven desires. Lord, you are my savior. You are the one who sees me, my heart and my soul, yet you love me anyway. I praise you, Lord, for saving me from myself. Amen. Goodbye, everyone. I look forward to talking with you next week.